Campfire, a podcast, three dudes kicking it around the fire discussing the day's hot topics, their opinions, and all kinds of banter. Sit back, relax, tune in, and feel the warmth as the red light is about to turn on. The red light's on, guys. The red no, light's on. Hey, the red light's on. That's red good. Light is on. Because the campfire's roaring. It is. Folks, we hope everybody's having a great night and everybody's had a good week. And a uh, happy uh, new year. Yes, happy new year. It's been, in, I guess, a pretty eventful week for the first week of the year. Yeah. Lots of funny stuff going on. Lots of horrible stuff going on. Well, I guess that's the way life is. There's ebb and flow, and on and on it goes through the sands of time. Oh, you're deep as hell, you know. the years. (laughs) Channeling a little Sam Elliott there. Anyways. So, uh, I guess to start off, one of the bigger things this week. A lot of us were watching the game last week and saw DeMar Hamlin take a brutal hit on the field. It stopped his heart. CPR was administered on the field and he was rushed to the hospital. Thankfully, he's doing much better. He's still alive and he's conscious and talking to people. Seems he's going to make a recovery. But um, I think... This brings up another point. There's been some people out there who have talked about it, but I don't know. It almost seems like the NFL is dying. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think it's, it's a dying thing. I don't think the NFL will be around for 10 more years. No, I disagree. I think the bad things about it are dying and the good things will come out. Yeah. And that's that's what I can say about uh, the moments following DeMar Hamlin uh, keeling it over and scaring the shit out of everybody. Everybody was scared. Everybody was praying. That's a big thing, yeah. dude. So uh, that many, was the first like, thing I noticed. Sunday night, national te- or no, it wasn't Sunday night, was it? It was Monday. Monday. National television prime time, and here are two full teams of football players on their knees praying. Because none of us knew what else to do in that moment. I I know it 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 hit me and my wife pretty hard. It was pretty shocking to see this. It happen. was. It was. So uh, it was it was rather inspiring to see how we all turned to God in our darkest moment and pulled together yes. to pray for this young man. The collective the collective turn to God mm-hmm. in the face of something like that when you don't know what else to do, and it was caught on national television, mm-hmm. the same national television that keeps telling us that God is dead and you know 
you have faith, you're you're an imbecile. And huh? Well, look what the whole world just did on Monday night. Did yep. you you guys caught that on camera? What the whole world just did? You can't tell me God is dead and people don't believe, and that you're an idiot if you do. Well, speaking, on shove this, that up your ass. Two things, real quick here. One, the massive outpour of charity in the name of Damar Hamlin. And I uh-huh. believe they were, what, over $4 million given to the charity that he supports? Yeah. It, he, he, supported, he supported some fairly small children's charity. And they got infiltrated with inundated rather with just millions of dollars immediately mm-hmm. it was uh it was quite a thing it, it makes two... this is what makes me proud to be an american how how can how can some people say that we're a horrible society and it's everything's racist and everyone hates each other and we're all divided and we're not look what just happened And this, you know, reminds me so much of like the Dennis Bird story and stuff. That Dennis Bird. Yeah, so he was um hold on one second. He was a New York Jets uh player and stuff back in ninety two. He ended up having a game with the uh Kansas City Chiefs where he ended up getting sacked and it ended up making him um paralyzed. And then he came back after several years and stuff. Um, no kidding. Was able to walk and everything. Yeah. Hell yeah. But I mean, there are a lot of stories about NFL guys that will never be the same. I mean, uh-huh. it's a dangerous job. It really is. Um, you're putting yourself out there with the biggest motherfuckers in the world. The biggest, meanest motherfucker. Well, maybe not meanest, but the most capable motherfuckers in the world of wrapping you up and getting you to the ground as fast and as hard as they can. You know, it's, it's a big risk being an NFL player. I mean, it's partially why they get paid so fucking much. It's a very physical game. um, And, you know, these men know the risk when they're going out there and they're playing this game. Um, We just, we as the spectators don't ever expect to see something like this happen. As a matter of fact, they've never had an ambulance come on the field to pull a player off before. Really? I believe that's what I was hearing this week. Oh, I don't know about all that. Um, but anyways, I mean, yeah, it's these guys are putting their necks out there for sure. And you're right. I mean, we don't expect to see this, but should you be surprised when well, you do? Uh, I mean, let's face it. Let, well, let's look at his hit. The hit that almost killed him, it was a hard hit, especially right to the chest. But I've seen harder hits in the NFL, and guys get up and walk away from it just fine. That's what sets this hit and injury apart is, yeah, he got hit pretty fucking hard, really fucking hard. But it was really where he got hit 
And when he got hit, that has him in the condition he's in now. Because it sounds wow. like the the mechanism that caused all of this was literally a matter of chance. He got I... hit in the right in the wrong spot, rather, at the wrong time. Uh, and then they're measuring this in terms of uh, electrical pulses during, or you know, within the rhythm of your heart, the electrical pulses change as your heart beats, and uh, there's a there's a certain certain time frame in your heartbeat where if you get hit in the wrong spot at the wrong time, that that electrical impulse is interrupted, and it can put you in a cardiac arrest. That's what seems like happened well I'd, I'd agree i know this is just uh, uh it was just happenstance the wrong place at the wrong time but let's look around the league at a bigger picture here i want to bring up uh the hit on two ta- tag viola correct me on that pronunciation i might be wrong anyway the hit can, I, can, I, can i correct you on the pronunciation of pronunciation eat shit and fuck yourself but that hit on Tua, that was a nasty hit and we all know he shouldn't have been playing and he kept playing and he took another hit um, i believe that hit was also in cincinnati and he was transported to uc um there have been other hits, such as um, Shazier. He's lucky to be up and walking again. Um, this is an incredibly brutal sport. And given the society that we live in, and how everything is just, and we'll say it, it's being pussified across the board and the the nfl is out there like the last bastion okay Mm -hmm. true and we keep getting these kind of injuries and it's just going to get worse because these athletes get bigger faster stronger every year Mm -hmm. so the injuries will get worse And at a certain point, it's going to be shut down, not to mention all of the other politics and outside influences that have moved into the game. The, um, I'm not going to say all the NFL players are this way. There are some great, great people who play in the NFL, but there's also some really, really bad people that play in the NFL that do bad things or dumb things. And we've seen it with, you know, like the idiot that wrecked his car doing 150 miles an hour in Vegas and killed that woman. Um, uh, I, I think I think I disagree with you. I disagree with you. I I see a change in the end. This goes back to what you said at the beginning of this little segment here about the NFL. Uh, I don't think the NFL is going to die. I think the bad things that you're talking about are going to die and the good things will remain and other things will fill in the gaps. 
remains to be seen if the other things will be good or bad, but you know, mm. when it comes when it comes to as much money as we're talking about here. Uh Oh, I think it, something I'm not going to say that football is dying here. I'm saying the NFL is dying. And football as we know it now is going to change. And there will be something else to take its place, but it won't be the same. There are other football leagues out there. I'm sure they would grow, but the NFL has its fair share of scandals, not just in the players, but amongst owners and at the, I guess the corporate level of the NFL. There are major issues there that need to be dealt with. Now, we all love football, and we love our favorite team, and we want the next season to happen. You know, I'm right there with you. Um, I want to see the Steelers win another Super Bowl. That's okay. Of course you do. We're kind of good with how many they've had so far. (laughs) Keith, do you see that Bengals game tonight? Or today, rather. No, I had to say that, you know, I don't watch football games and stuff because usually if I watch it, the team that I want to win does not win. Like, so to a high probability that uh, I just rather not watch it. Yeah, understandable. I've done that for two years now, and I could probably bet money on the next game that is going to come up big time next year and uh, probably make some dough. And I might even try that idea. You know what? Let's talk about that. Sports betting is now legal in Ohio. You can do it from your phone. Everybody's live with it now. I think it's pretty cool. I'm not going to probably run out and bet any money, but I still yeah, think it's either. pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, you got freedom to do that. Okay. I might learn how to parlay. Yeah. No, thanks. No, thanks. Yeah, I'd probably try it here or there, but definitely not some kind of straight-up hardcore any type uh, of thing. Barstool Sports has some pretty good shit going on right now. I hear they got horse meat sandwiches. That's Sorry, a, I was just looking at our notes. Is that still in there? Yeah. Well, if you people could just see how horse meat is spelled, you'd understand. <laughs> it's not very equestrian, all right? That's all I'm saying to you folks. It's that different Sorry. white meat, right? No, it ain't a white meat. It's a dark meat. <laughs> and it's it's a little pinkish. Well tenderized. juicy Mm. yeah but anyways so hope that Demar Hamlin uh, comes out all right I know he's awake he was watching football today so it's good to see sounds like he's not having too many complications so that's always good to know Keith um Let's get an update update from you here. Yeah, guys. Um, So talking about from the last one, 
Uh, we recorded on, I think it was the 28th of December, uh, starting out with the new year and, you know, doing the bandwagon thingy of whole resolutions and shit. Trying to do, trying to do, uh, you know, discipline equals freedom reset for 23. Um, it was hard for a little bit. Uh, I've been really pushing myself, um, and end up losing seven pounds already. So that's that was kind heavy. of fucking badass. Right. Nice. Bravo. Um, I know the viewers can't see it, but it'll be on my Instagram and stuff. But like, oh, I only missed man. two days of getting up on, or two times uh, missed on Excellent. the graph. So probably while you fell asleep last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. It's Saturday. Yeah. So, so that's pretty badass. I mean, following a regime that. Old Jocko comes up with is no small feat. That's right. Yeah, man. I, I want to be able to get to like his level right now, but like just starting off and really pushing myself out outside of that comfort zone instead of staying within, you know, normal yeah. fees mm-hmm. that people come up with saying that you can only do this or you need to really talk to your doctor and shit. Be like, you know. I'm gonna. Right. I know my body enough to where I know I can push it a little bit harder, but not like insanely to where I know that I'm gonna fuck shit. Right. <laughs> so, I'm so down this are, way. are you doing some exercises and stuff along with this? Because uh, I know it's a multifaceted regimen. Yep. Of right. of discipline, not just exercise or diet no. or in yeah. all the cliche things for for you know self betterment or New Year's resolution stuff, anyways, but. You know, I'm sure he's got you getting active, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, definitely. Been doing just some uh, calisthenics and stuff like that, and then going in and having circuit reps with all that. And then I also have um, a workout. Uh, it's like a, a band bar kind of thing. Okay. Um, I have 180 pounds on that, and I've been doing curls and nice. pushes and stuff. Um, nice. So- so doing that in the morning and then kind of stretching out more right before bed and all that other jazz and doing all yeah. that that stuff. So, dude, stretching does wonders for you, man. It is. It's, it's great. great. Everybody should be stretching, whether you work out or not, right before you go bed, go to bed at night, do a quick stretching routine, and I promise you're going to sleep better and feel better when you wake up in the morning. This is true. This is um, true. Keith, I was going to ask you if uh, – Maybe you could indulge us, tell us a little more about the disciplines that you're trying to work into your life and maybe like start in the morning and maybe run through the day and tell us what disciplines you're trying to fit in there. Yeah. So like running through the whole program and stuff. So it gives you like a, I'm doing the printed off like little uh, habit forming tracker thing. And the first one's like get up before the enemy, you know, getting up in the morning. Uh, getting up earlier than you need to instead of staying in bed especially in the winter you know it's cold in Ohio and stuff and my bed's at the end of the thing so it's colder one of the colder rooms in the house and uh want to stay in you bed you just want to stay in bed yeah so it's very easy to do so and now getting out and being able to get at the day man and then yeah 
usually I try to set uh, about 10 minutes of that getting up. I'm getting up at usually around a little after five, like five, five of five, uh, shooting my goal to keep pushing back to five o'clock and then um, stay there for a little bit. And then I'm going to start challenging in the summer more uh, the 430 aspect of things. Um, but the first 10 something minutes of that, I'm going to do uh, kind of light stretches and stuff, uh, getting everything woke up, uh, probably drinking. Uh, one of the habits is drinking more water, and so I'm pounding at least 24 ounces within that 10 minutes as well. Hey, man, I'll, I'll, I'll help you preach on that. That was, you know, I've been trying to just be a little healthier since the new year. And I've been drinking much more water than I was before. And I have uh, three times the energy that I had before. Yeah, dude. Just by drinking a few bottles of water a day. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Remember how I've talked on previous casts how Mm -hmm. I'm worried about my lungs. I get out of breath so easy. No, I was dehydrated. Mm. I I don't really have that problem when I stay hydrated. So yeah, yeah I, can, awesome. I can preach to that. So what, what's the next thing on the list, Keith? Um, so then after that, I usually start working out. I'll do some, a couple sets of uh, lifts and then also do some like push-ups and normal like leg lifts and stuff like that to try to get the core and up going. And then yeah. uh, when, after that, I usually kind of stretch. I uh, usually actually roll. I have been having uh, plantar fasciitis kind of thing. Um, oh, so shit. I've been taking a racquetball and like rolling it on my feet for probably about 10 minutes. So oh, nice. we're looking. feels good. Oh, dude, it's so much better. <laughs> um, and anyways, after that, so that's about uh, 45 minutes into my routine in the morning. And then... Um, Damn. Yeah. This is intense already. Yeah. 45 minutes in and you're working out and yeah. Uh drinking water and stretching and doing all that. That's it so far. That's it so far. You haven't said Yeah. Uh, I want to know where's the part where I get my cup of coffee and get to sit down and have some nicotine. Uh, where where's that part? <laughs> uh not yet. Not yet. Oh no. shit. My so over the next about 30 minutes um I probably usually use a restroom and stuff within that amount of time, but then I also start writing out my tasks for the day. Um, you come up like really with the hands down things that you need to do at least three or four. Um, yeah. And it could be a combination of work and home and stuff like that, or focus on one or the other. Um, so going through all that, you know, real quick, that doesn't take too long, but I like to also subtask it out. So I make a little bit bigger than I want to be again, to strive for that further goal. Um, but know that I can also fall back a little bit long as it's not as long as you get the big things done. Right. Then, then you're good. Right. Yeah. Um, again, water, I'll probably drink another bottle of water at that time. And then, take a shower and then make coffee after having a shower man so how far in are we so far uh we were at so, 45 minutes and then you started talking about writing stuff down taking a shower so, so. we're probably around like 620 640 
40 okay. at the latest. So about about an hour and so. Well, it sucks going that long without coffee and nicotine, but uh, actually it, it, it helps to not drink a cup of coffee as soon as you wake up. You don't get the crash that you would if you did. Supposedly it's 90 minutes. Yeah. And then you have to have at least a cup, if not a cup and a half of water before. So that yeah. your body is primed to absorb the caffeine yeah. of, the, of the gods. Well, I yeah. usually start my morning with a glass of water and then coffee. I kind of do too these days. I um, I just try to drink more water, honestly. Uh, but I've been drinking less whiskey so far this year. I mean, I'm drinking whiskey now, but I'm telling you, I've been drinking less. <laughs> I will say that for my first week of the year, um, I ain't done shit. Not a damn thing. I get up. Fucking A. I come home. I eat raw red meat. <laughs> I'm 195 pounds. Lean and stacked. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> However, I do want to start waking up earlier and accomplishing some tasks to start the day before I go into work. So once I go into work, man, I'm there eight, ten hours, however long it takes to finish the job. So, well, let's let's be clear. These. Uh self-betterment regimes much like the one that keith's following from jocko willink they're not just about getting healthier or losing weight i mean they're about making your whole life better right and making you more successful and more formidable and more compassionate and just all around a better person and it's also helping you create good habits which is always Mm -hmm. a good thing um, but along the way to creating those good habits, you're going to lose bad habits. Oh yeah. And even if you're not going for physical health with this regime, it's going to happen anyways. Right. But this is a total body health system. I'd say it's not just a diet. I you know, I, you could work a diet into this program definitely, but it's really about, uh, I guess, mind, body, and soul. When you look at it like that, you're just going to mm-hmm. have more peace of mind. Uh, you're going to accomplish more things. Uh, you're going to reduce stress, reduce anxiety. Cortisol kills. Not to mention, you will create more time to spend with your loved ones, which I know us as you know, three of us, were all working fathers. That's something that's a commodity. It's hard to come by. Right. We're always trying to make more time to be with our family. So uh, this is a this is a regime that can help you create that time. And you know, speaking on that and stuff, like one thing that really hit me is the back to the book habit uh, line. So like talking about like journaling and fucking writing your shit down. Um, 
I know to me, uh, one of my scapegoat habits is that, you know, I'll think that I need to do something, but I don't write it down. So then I don't even know that that task is out there that I need to get done, you know? So that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Reading uh, other stuff it, too, you know, it, it's, it's hard to get organized, especially at first when you really try to get organized and things are in such disarray, you don't even know where to start. Exactly. That's a pain in the ass. At the same time, because, uh, too many times in my life have I been in this situation where I ask myself, how do you eat an entire elephant? And it's just one bite at a time. Pick a point and start chewing. And that's all you can do. And along the way, you'll come up with a strategy and a plan to make it go quicker. But, you know, you just have to get in there and start doing it. That's all it is. It seems like that's the hardest step to any well, project. That speaks I don't to, care what it is. That speaks to, you know, our society's tendency to procrastination. Mm-hmm. And that that's such a huge problem. And I'm guilty of it. Don't get me wrong, but it's a huge problem. Everybody procrastinates. Him hauls around. And... You, you get this dysfunction associated with it after you procrastinate so long, you don't even know what to do. You don't know where to start. You feel paralyzed. It's, you know, we have a serious mental health problem here. There is one. Um, I think everybody could benefit from some therapy because yeah. sometimes you just need somebody on the outside looking in to give you some good advice and it's not going to be advice you want to hear, but they can steer you straight. They can help you out by seeing things from another perspective. Well, I think that's why products like Jocko's plan and other guys like Jordan Peterson, I think that's why their products are so popular. They're making good money off of it and their products are very successful. And what they set out to do. I mean, people's lives are getting a lot better by having some discipline and taking some responsibility. Indeed. So I hear you on the therapy thing, but it depends on what you mean by therapy. What what what's what sort of therapy? If it's not cognitive behavioral therapy for someone who has PTSD or or a serious disorder, uh you know, well, I, th- I think we should really focus more on telling people how to stand up straight with their shoulders back and, like yeah. you said, eat the elephant one bite at a time. That's it. And you just you just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other and keep moving forward. You and, and make no it your goal there to do. No all you have to do is just. Strive to be even an, a decimal point better than you were the day before. I always, that's one of the things I always tell my kids is tomorrow is a chance to do it better than we did today. And all you got to do is just 1% better tomorrow. Pick one thing and do it better tomorrow than we did today. Mm-hmm. and that is improvement so yeah and i think we... i think those ideals w- would 
go a long way if we were incorporating them into our education system and our social we have a, a social bond with our neighbors and our fellow Ohioans or our fellow Americans. There's a social fabric there. I mean, and you have that in different countries all around the world. It's not, I mean, yes, we're special because of our social fabric, but it's a thing when, when your social fabric is disintegrating, you, you start having some real problems. And I think mental health issues that we're seeing, like there's an explosion of it. And I, I attribute that to the disintegration of our social fabric. We have nothing in yeah. common. We feel like we don't. Uh, well, of course, until we all witness something horrible on TV one night sure. as and a it nation. Pulls us all together. And it pulls us together. And it, thank God for times like that. I mean, that's not to get super... <laughs> religious on you because i don't tend to be but uh you know god works in mysterious ways the lord works in mysterious ways gotta agree with you well what else do we have on the list to discuss tonight something a little lighter than uh, yeah you want to you want to talk about the circus now I'm feeling like shit about myself here, and let's talk about some people we all hate and should really feel like shit right now because they sure made a circus of our Congress and our government. Yeah, uh, so so I hear McCarthy got the votes finally. He did on the fifteenth vote. Jesus Christ! How would he do it? Uh, I believe he had to punch matt gates in the face i heard there it i i saw a brief video actually my wife sent me i think it was a video of uh you know one of those bad lip readings oh Uh, dude that's the best yeah but that's all i've seen of that confrontation there that's all it was floor there was no punching but, well, I saw that, but the one guy got pulled back, like by, by his by face. face. Did you see it that? Was like I was like, face Whoa. Grab. like I was "Hey, like, they were working wow. it out." There's another representative pulled him back, and I'm, I'm, I'm about this kind of shit. Let them work it out. You know, if you're still able to stand and walk and who, speak after the fight, you can vote. Who was the guy <laughs> that got they got pulled back? I don't know. Who. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know even know what was actually said. I I'm, I know, I was hoping one of you guys had a resource or no, knew what happened. Or I heard that it I, happened. I was trying to find a video, and the only one I saw was McCarthy going, strolling up to Matt Gates and giving him a piece of his yeah, eye. Yeah, it was right after that when McCarthy left. This oh, guy, yeah. this older guy came up, and again, I don't know which representative that is, but came up and just starts yelling, and then out of left, like, his right side coming down to where he's at grabs him in the face like on the mouth and like yanks his face back and like pulls him off like away from yelling at gates and bobert because she's right next to him just i don't know what they said but 
Matt Gates didn't do anything wrong. Kevin McCarthy didn't do anything wrong. They were not physical at all. It was a heated back and forth. I'll give you that, but well, he was just like whatever. I I don't know what they said though. I mean, maybe yeah, but one you of them can... said something out of line. I don't know. You could still all get I heard the... Was the bad lip reading, which was hilarious. By the oh, way, dude, that was the best. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna put that in the show notes. Yeah, you yeah. guys got to go see the bad lip reading of that little confrontation between Matt Gates and Kevin McCarthy because it was. Uh, yeah, I gotta see that. That'd be a good one. That sounds a lot like um, the Vader sessions. I don't know. If oh God, uh, have you seen have you seen the ones with like uh, Luke and Yoda and they did all kinds of uh, bad lip readings for Star Wars. The best. This one shit is hilarious. They took James Earl Jones's voice from other movies. And oh, shoved it back into Star Wars, into every line that Vader said. So <laughs> it's just, it's fucking hilarious. You know, Vader comes up and he's looking at the uh, Millennium Falcon and he goes, big son of a bitch, isn't it? Just like in Hunt for Red October. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Look that one up on YouTube. Yeah, the, those guys do a good Later job. With sessions. That. that that stuff is hilarious. Oh, yeah. But anyways, so yeah, I, I'd really like to know how McCarthy was able to get the votes because there are these dumb Trump publicans in the Republican caucus, caucus. that are just he said caucus. <laughs> they're being fucking idiots uh, and. Now, granted, I, I am not mad that there is yet again gridlock in Congress. I've said it before. I'll say it again. If if there's gridlock in Congress, they're not passing laws. And that means they won't be passing any laws that will trample the rights of their citizens. The citizens that they represent, rather. I don't want any more laws. Stop, stop passing laws. Shut the fuck up. You're the federal government. You are making way too many fucking laws. We need to start pulling back the laws, if anything. No shit. If you're no putting one on, shit. please take like 10 off, at least. And one thing that I really do hope, just have this hope out there for the new Congress, is that we freaking set it up to where there's no more omnibus bills. You yes. should have single fucking Did he really get bills. that? He said something did, towards those lines. Matt, you know what? I've been pissed at Matt Gates, but I think that's a Matt Gates request. And if we got that, if we got that commitment from Kevin McCarthy, he better fucking stand up to it. Because I'll I get, think that there was another caveat to um, that uh, uh, resolution between the two was that. Um, Oh, did, do you know if he got term limits? Uh, I know that they were going to talk about it, but they one did have he, a... was, he was wanting McCarthy to allow the proposal of a bill on term limits. Three terms. That'd be good. I hope that it would be three terms collective. So if you're a congressperson representative and then you all of a sudden go over to be a senator, you take into account 
that, so you don't get technically six terms. Four years for a rep. Four years for a senator. Six years for a senator. Right. Four years for a representative. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed. I mean, I'd still, if I were voting on that bill, I would vote for it just so we could get some term limits in. But I don't necessarily feel that I would limit someone to uh, serving their country twice. Well, you're saying, no, I said, I don't want them to have six terms total. I want them to only have three. You you, You were saying three in the House and two in the Senate, and that would be six terms, right? I, no. I'm I, sorry. I, I, I'm cool with that. Honestly, I'm cool with that. Because yeah. how many years would that be? That'd still put them in there for over decades. It would be 10 years. Let's see. Six years in the House, and then oh, wait a minute. No, they... That'd be 12 years. Term? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, that's That's a little long. Yeah, I don't want them to be in there more than 15 years max. Yeah, I think okay. that's a little yeah, crazy. I'll, yeah, I think so. All right, you changed my mind. See, folks, this is how this is how people get their minds changed by getting the facts straight and realizing they didn't know everything they thought they knew. Isn't that amazing? Oh my God! <laughs> Wait, no, never mind, Keith. I'm supposed to yell at you and tell you that you're. Uh, a racist <laughs> a racist or a bigot or right uh, yeah you know yeah anti-government yeah yeah so but yeah i want to know how how those votes got changed and who they were yeah dude i'm sure you could probably look it up and stuff I haven't done done that far. I haven't either. I've been busy this weekend. Yeah, Getting it's shit been, done. Yeah. Hanging out weekend. with the kids. I've been working on my truck. Damn hmm. thing. Did you uh, get the right sensor for that son bitch or what? No, but. I'll be at the parts store at 8 a.m. when they open to get it. I don't know if they were open today, but I drove by. They weren't, but I could have called my buddy Cooter Bob because Cooter's real good buddies with the guy that owns the parts store, and he could have got me in there on Sunday, but you know how it is with a buddy favor, and I didn't really need it, and there'll be a time in the future when I will need that Sunday buddy favor. So we're just going to keep that in my back pocket. I'll go get her in the morning. (laughs) Sorry to slip into the heavy accent there. I was going to say, are we in Hazard County right now? What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Well, you know, some of these good old boys up here, it's it's a lot like that out there. (laughs) It are. It really is now. I know a lot of the viewers may hear the accent and think that that sounds just dumber than fuck, but I got to tell you, when you're trying to do business with folks around here, better to blend in and stand out. As he says, he he says this as he's sitting behind, sitting in front of a (laughs) Vegas backdrop, wearing a black cowboy hat. 
Well, <laughs> there's a duality to man, and I think you can see it on display <laughs> right here. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> God damn. So, yeah. What, what's going on in with uh, Bolsonaro? Oh, more political turmoil. Uh, this is interesting. This actually just happened today. Um, it seems uh, in light of the recent change of power in Brazil, the former president who was conservative, we'll call him right wing, uh, Bolsonaro went out and I'm not sure who the new guy is. I got to look this up here real quick. He's, he's a pretty, pretty radical leftist. He, he is pretty radical. We'll call him progressive because they don't like being called socialists anymore. So um, what has happened today is a bunch of supporters a bunch of Bolsonaro supporters have stormed the capital in Brazil um, in something that looks vaguely like January 6th, except these people really went in there and started storming shit and killing people. And oh, shit. No way. And, oh, yeah. This was, this was 10 times worse than our January 6th. Are we in, um, are we literally? In 1984 right now? Yeah. Holy yep. shit. We are. Uh, I think... I, I just... I, I have to point this out. I don't want to come off as a conspiracy terrorist or anything, but I have to point out, you know, we're two years to the date, right, since the January 6th incident. 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 And not not this happens on going. this particular incident in Brazil happens almost two years to the date afterwards. We're forty eight hours past right now, so um, it's the same scenario where the outgoing right wing leader has all of his supporters attempt a coup during the change of power uh i don't believe in coincidences folks they don't exist they happen but they don't exist they're not naturally occurring in this world i've never once in my life trusted a coincidence and it's a damn good thing i'm trying to find what what is actually going on down there and uh there's there wasn't there was a recent election there I know was. that it was uh, in November or yes. early December, anyways. Now, and um, uh, and it was a similar situation to when uh, that one guy was in office a few years ago here in the United States. And uh, oh wait, um, he the 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 incumbent was like, no, if I lose, I'm I'll leave peacefully. I'm not trying to contest anything. And, yeah. Um, from what it was sounding like at the time, there it was very similar to what we saw here recently with uh, the 2016 election, or sorry, the 2020 election. Well, both elections. I mean, <laughs> the influence of the media and uh, outright 
influence of an election by the media. And, uh, you know, I think that's, uh, I'm not, I, I don't know how that translated into what we, we're seeing now in Brazil with this guy's supporters, but um, sounded like it was going about the same way it did here in the United States there for a while. So another little detail here, Bolsonaro is not in Brazil. The day before the power exchange, he fled Brazil. Fled Brazil? Yes. I'm going to use the word fled. Um, I think there was a lot of opposition to him that was quite threatening. So he well, fled. You'll to have that when you're going up against right. the, uh, the Liberal Party. Right. So he fled to a safe haven. Where do you think he is? You each get one guess. Where's United Bolsonaro? States. Where? More specific. Be very specific. Columbia. Florida. Columbia. <laughs> Keep going, Joe. Keep going. Keep going, Joe. He's hanging out with Ron DeSantis right now. No, not quite. Oh. He's at Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago. No fucking way. He absolutely is. Shut the fuck up. He left Brazil and went to Mar-a-Lago. Oh, Jesus. Trump put him up. What is that? going on here? Uh, you know, something I've been thinking about with this whole Trump thing. You know, we had the QAnon bullshit, which was dumb. And, you know, Trump's such a blowhard. And I, I just, the the whole MAGA thing, as a conservative, I'm a conservative, I think, in today's standards. And I don't, I, I think all that stuff got poisoned. I don't. I don't think it's it's all right, but but what what is going on? I mean, what I what I saw in the House of Representatives this past week made me kind of question, like what you know. I don't get me wrong; I am a strong proponent of the idea that Republicans can snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory because Republicans are idiots when it comes to winning elections and yes. uh, ha- having a positive influence on culture and the social fabric. I hate Republicans. I really do. <laughs> I hate Democrats. I hate Republicans. It, 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 but, but for all those, you know, I think it was 10 or 11 Republicans at one point that were not going to vote for McCarthy as Speaker of the House, and they weren't budging. They didn't have a strategy, it didn't seem like. They had some demands, but one of those demands was not Kevin McCarthy by for any reason. They wouldn't vote for him. And I see Trump doing this same routine, too, where he's still doubling down on staying relevant and having some sort of influence despite his embarrassment. I mean, he's been embarrassed a lot over the past few years since the 2020 election and beforehand leading up to the 2020 election. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so what? what's his shtick here? I mean, 
And I don't, well, I'm not ready to hear. I'm not, I'm not trying to hear. Oh, he's just having rallies and being relevant so he can sell products and make money off of it. Eh, I don't know about all that. That ain't what Trump wants. I, I Trump has made a, a fortune off of catering to the finest of tastes to the the most uh I don't I don't know which one to call it the the most discerning palates in the world and you're telling me now he's in the business of selling hats and t-shirts and 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 <coughs> fucking play or uh trading cards I yeah I don't think so no I, Trump's I, done I, I, I think he's done. I, I think I, I, but it just makes me wonder all this, all this dumb shit they're doing. Like there's gotta be a, there's gotta be a somewhat coherent reason for it. Cause none of it makes sense to me right now. Uh, there's a lot of things going on globally that I think we're not really looking at. We're, so focused on things going on here in the country right now that uh, we're not really paying enough attention. Uh, is it the is it the conservative movement around the world? I mean, there are several countries around the world that are dealing with uh, a conservative right wing resurgence. Italy, uh, I think Greece finally elected a conservative government. Um, Poland is very conservative. A lot of those Eastern Bloc countries are very conservative. Poland's if they're not having issues, all the all the ones that aren't uh, communist sympathizers are extremely conservative because they're Orthodox Christian. Have you heard about the issues Poland's having right now? People are lined up waiting on coal so that they can keep warm this winter. No shit. Yeah. Huh. The Thanks, EU. The burn in our homes. Thanks, EU and United States. I cool. would blame the Jews in Russia and the Nazis in Ukraine. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> Poland is getting screwed by the Nazis and the Russians. And once again, just saying disclaimer. His views are his views. <laughs> Go on, Kanye. What were you saying? <laughs> no, no, that's really what's going on, folks. We have no oh. business doing anything in that war. But Biden wants to send a bunch more money to Ukraine, and of course he does, because he fucking owes them. God uh, where's the off-ramp, guys? Can we end this war yet? Um Anybody with a set of nuts and a couple brain cells could probably say, all right, well, we need to go to Putin and say, stop your shit and you can have these lands you took and then go to, uh, what's his name there in Ukraine? Um, Zelensky. Not Poroshenko. Zelensky. Yeah, Zelensky. And say, all right, you look, they're going to put down your arm, their arms, but you got to just let that shit go. You know, there's got to be an off ramp, and there's not. We're just going to keep pouring money into it. There's and no off ramp. Yes, there is. There is an off ramp. 
Where? There's only one at this point. I mean, there was there were several off ramps before this even started. This could have been prevented, most likely. But uh, you know, the longer things went on, the less off ramps there were, and you know, war crimes and whatnot all all the while. So. People dying. No big deal. We'll just pass all the off-ramps. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Ukrainian farmers ain't going to need a tractor payment because they got Russian tanks to farm with now. (laughs) Uh, The way it sounded to me, those Russian tanks were more in need of those Ukrainian farmers' tractors to pull them out of the fucking mud. <laughs> well, that's what I'm hearing. Well, farming's getting harder in this country. This season is probably more challenging than any other season in the past. When you look at the entire picture, it's uh, we've got a lot more, uh, I should say, natural threats to the crop that we have to deal with. We have to build defenses against. You got to build defenses against corporate greed. Um, And you have to build defenses against government greed. And once again, I'm going to point out an act that, well, hopefully now it'll be burned to the ground because we have a Republican house for what that's worth. (laughs) <laughs> Doesn't sound like much this go round. Better anyway, luck next time. This is called, I believe, it's one of Biden's uh, signature plans. It's an, the America the Beautiful plan, and it's an all out land grab. And they are out here trying to take land from American farmers and ranchers. They are also attempting to devalue land, which will bankrupt American farmers and ranchers. The outcome of this whole bill is that the ranchers and farmers will go out of business and they won't have the money to buy other farms. And then the Chinese swoop in and start buying up all of American agriculture. Well, that's the thing right now, actually. Yeah. Keith, what's up? I was going to say, why don't we just make it a bill against Bill Gates and take back all the farming land that he owns? Well, well that sounds like something the Marshall Service could do. Yeah. No. I mean, he is the number one farmer, right? No. In America. He's the number one landowner. Okay. Of number one private landowner in America, but um, he's had to sell off a bunch. There is a pretty large farm near us for years. It was known as the, uh, um, what did we call that? Orloff farm. Anyways, it's roughly 10,000 acres, which is massive. And Bill Gates owned it, but it recently sold. For a shit ton of money, but it's back to a a local private owner. I'm not going to name drop anybody, but now 
The interesting no, that thing about that, this. So he's doing that all over the place, though? He's selling his land off? Yeah, and this – it coincided, and remember how I feel about coincidences, fellas, but the sale of that property coincided magnificently with his divorce. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. By the way, speaking of Bill Gates, here's a good one for you guys. Last year, he gave the largest charitable donation in the country. Would you like to know what charity he gave that massive donation to? Yes, I would. The Bill and Linda Gates Foundation is. Shut the fuck up. I swear to God. I swear to God. It was like $5 billion in a charitable donation that he gave to his own fucking charity, foundation, whatever it is that that foundation does. But I did laugh about that because her name is still on the charity. So she got about $2.5 billion of that. Well, I... Uh, yeah, it does depend. It does. But they all do that. Like, fucking all of Hillary's money and shit was going into well, yeah. the Clinton Foundation and all that other. Yeah. If you can yeah, print you your can't own tell money. me that wasn't fucking dirty. Right. That was dirty as shit. All that shit down in, uh, where was it, Haiti? Mm-hmm. That big relief effort they put on down there. Oh, shit. Yeah, they botched that. Nobody knows anything about it. You know what? Uh, Trump's team was somehow able to get some pictures of, uh, and this is ahead of the election, the 2016 election. um, Well, 15 election, where uh, there were photos of all this water and all these supplies inaccessible to the people of Haiti because there was no one there. The organization was poor. It was because of the government down there. The governor. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was the governor. You're right. And Trump brought that shit out and was like, look at this. Look at these pieces of shit. Anyways. Trump still needs to go away. Sorry. Um, What were we talking about just now? So, uh, well, we were talking about farming, and then we segued magnificently and hit a few different topics in there. God, I don't know where you were this. going. I don't either. I was still on farming. Really I was still back on farming and oh, the land oh, grab. Oh, by yeah, the land grab. Now, now, that's what I wanted to go back and touch on, the land grab. We're talking about Bill Gates and and how you know, corrupt he is. Uh, there's something way scarier going on that you mentioned. China's China. buying up all this land. China. China's yeah. buying up hey, acres folks, upon acres of the United States land. Anybody who hears this, you go to the grocery store and you see Smithfield pork products, bacon, hot dogs, ham, whatever it is, Smithfield. It's everywhere. It's name brand. You've bought it. You've eaten it. They also own Eckridge. Okay. Mm. Now, Who hasn't had one of Eckridge's delicious smoked sausages? Me. I go with Johnsonville. 
mainly because I'm I'm against Smithfield. Well, I remember growing so, up on Eckridge smoked sausages. Here is what they are doing. Those companies are owned by the Chinese. They have hog barns. They have a shit ton of hog barns spread across Nebraska. So these hogs are raised here in the United States. And they are killed here in the United States. They're quartered. They're frozen. They're sent to China. They're cut up. They're processed. They're packaged and sent back to the United States. So you might be eating American raised pork when you're eating Smithfield, but it's been shipped to China and back. It's been processed in China where there are less regulations. Mind what you eat, folks. They are processing that pork in China and then shipping it back here for sale all across the country. They're making a killing doing it. That almost doesn't make sense. Why would you even do that? Why That's got to be extra that? expensive to do. It's what they do. Shut the fuck up, really. Yep. They send pork to China and then ship it back here. Hey, are we deleting TikTok from our phones? I mean, we've been through this. I told you all about this years ago. It was developed by the Chinese. It is yep. being used to yep, I know. surveil. And I'm not going to use the word spy, but they do have the capability to, to influence people's everything. minds. Well, it's it's, it's, it's even more that. than no, it's no, even no, more no, than no. spying and down. surveillance. No, that they're app, influencing our culture with that app. Well, do you know in in China? You can't get anything but government-approved videos on TikTok. But here in the United States, you get everything. Do you know what sort of content that China is uh, approving? Propaganda. Propaganda. Yes, it is propaganda to an extent. Do you know what the content is, though? It's it's masculine men, feminine women, responsibility, uh, nation, national pride... Yeah, okay, that's where the propaganda comes. But that—that that is the sort of content yeah. they're only letting their citizens see, while the rest of the content they're showing the rest of the world, especially Western culture, is dumbass kids dressed up as something that they're not, or uh, you know, mentally ill people, or. Uh, you know things with a with a hedonistic uh tone to the to the the story or whatever in that particular video i mean they're they're right. feeding our kids and our whole culture including me a bunch of garbage right well back to what i was saying when you download this app onto your phone it gains permission on everything, and I'm not just talking on your basic yeah, oh, it does. stuff. I'm, I mean, it knows everything. It knows your locations. It can go through your text messages, your phone calls. It knows your contacts. It knows everything that you do on that phone. It's going to know absolutely. Dude, hey, hey, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but 
that's my the least of my concern with TikTok. It is? Yeah. It is? Yeah. Really? Why do they need to, Yes, and here's why. Keith, I'm sure you can back me up on this to an extent. We have Huawei chips and almost all these phones that are not brand fucking new. Um, they don't need an app to spy on us. They don't need us to download TikTok. They don't need... There's a GPS chip. There's a Huawei uh, processor in it. They, all of our data is being sold. They don't need all that. They're not going to infiltrate us that way. They are. They already have. the The purpose of the TikTok app is more of a cultural attack. In my okay. opinion. Keith, That's... you got anything on this? Can you can, is, is what I was? Can you lend me some of your technical expertise right here? Yeah, sorry, I was writing down notes. Um, so, yeah, I mean that is a high possibility of having that. Uh, we even seen still in the revelations that we're getting from Edward Snowden from 2013 that there is you know chips and stuff that our people were putting into things for spying and whatnot and even infiltrating the shipment lines of, you know, multiple network routers and stuff where they were implanting a chip in the shipping process to then send it to someone. So it's really, yeah, dude, it's it's highly likely that we have some chips in us that uh, still go on. If you have a phone that does not have a plan, but it has a GPS in it, the GPS radio still connects to that network. Yeah. No matter what. Yep. And you are still connecting to a wireless tower. Right. Because they set it up for emergencies. I'm using air quotes because this is a podcast and you don't get to see that. Um, Is that, you know, it's really being used for multiple different things, such as tracking you and all that other and I do think yeah. that this is a, just as we're starting to see with the Twitter files and everything else, that all of social media is being used as a social education or re-education program and also attacking all of our cultural normalcies to demonify the ones that are deemed to be a closer problem to the, the ones that are charged. Dissidents. So, Yeah. Well, so without without the TikTok app, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, a journalist named Dinesh D'Souza. Do you guys Hello, know who Dinesh. that is? Yes, Dinesh D'Souza. He's an Indian born, and yeah, but he's he, an American. He's an American, and he does a lot of, uh, I guess you'd say, political. investigative journalism well he was jailed for some of his journalism during the obama years yes he was obama threw him in jail but um so he had a fairly recent movie that he put out i think it was called like five thousand mules or something like that um but it was it was a, a documentary trying to allege and give credit to kind of Donald Trump's notion that 
there were there was fraudulent voting and there was ballot harvesting and um votes were moving in weird directions from drop boxes and so on and so forth now i'm not giving any credit to his movie here but what concerned me about the movie was how they could how easily they could gather data on precise data on the amount of people that happened to be in the vicinity of that drop box and all that data they got was without an app it was it was all cell phone data it was without installing an app or a virus or any sort of malware or anything it was just metadata where you are what time um, are you close to what tower are you pinging off of and so we got to do away they, with cell phones altogether but they yeah. were able to not just see who was there by that drop box but they were able to gather data on where that cell phone went they were able to look at cctv and see who visited that drop box who dropped stuff off who picked stuff up and it was like holy shit that was so easy for them i mean i guess it wasn't super easy for them to get it but they were able to get it this wasn't a government entity or anything this wasn't the cia nsa this this was just people who knew what they were doing and was able to gather this data on all of these people just by their cell phones and it's kind of scary i mean if if we can do that to each other what <laughs> what can these uh intelligence states do to us see about us learn about us know about us and how to influence us right and that's well, what tiktok's about influence and we already know that our own intelligence agencies have programs designed to influence entire populations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, if you all remember Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, whose yeah. specialty was, was accusing psychology. Uh, yeah, uh, well, no, her specialty was being bad at what the media wanted her to do in, in front of Congress, but yeah, in front of the Senate. Yes. That's what her specialty is. Sucking at that. Sucking at that horribly. Yeah. They ran Kavanaugh through the fucking ringer, didn't they? But, you know, they do that to all the conservative justices. They do that. They do that. I mean, That's hell, they even did it to Clarence Thomas. Yeah. They did. He's one of my favorite conservative figures in history. Clarence Thomas? Yeah. He's a true conservative. I don't know. I'd have to sit down and think about it. It's funny because two of my favorite, I would say that are my favorite conservatives, are black men. Clarence Thomas and Thomas, Thomas Sowell. Yep. Yeah. Thomas Sowell is the most logical person I've ever known and his ideas are just black and white they're they are what they are if you don't do this this is what's going to happen do this instead 
well. There are some good ones out there. Um, Tongue and Soul would definitely be up there. Maybe Reagan. Oh, Reagan for sure. Um, JFK. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. JFK. Um, that probably pissed off some liberals. But oh. let's face it, that's why you guys killed him. He was too conservative. <laughs> you know exactly what he would have done. If Kennedy was still alive, we wouldn't know shit about Vietnam. He'd have squashed that shit in six months. Oh, I don't know about all that. I do. He wasn't going to fuck around. Um, <laughs> He'd have done better than Johnson. Theodore Roosevelt. Oh, yeah. Yep. You got to love old Teddy. He really Bull moves, baby. The, all the corruption. You know, it's funny. I... In some of my interactions with my youngest daughter, she's made me realize that she's might be a reincarnation of Teddy Roosevelt. God help this world if she is. <laughs> she has got a set of nuts on her. Unlike any kid her age I've ever seen. She's got a very low bullshit tolerance, eh, except when it comes to boys a little bit, but, you know, she's a teenage girl. But other than that, she's got a set of nuts on her. Huh. And she's too smart for our own good. And by our, I mean me and you and anybody <laughs> else around her. <laughs> she's 10 miles ahead of you already. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah know what you mean well she got a hell of a backbone that's all and you know what a young lady in this world needs that you know my daughter can kick the shit out of her brothers and I've never tried to stop her from that because she's going to need to know how to do that kind of stuff stand up for herself and buddy my boys are they're rough tough boys alright but uh She'll handle them. Well, that you'll have that. My mom was the same way. She she grew up with nothing but brothers too. So those are special women right there. <laughs> That's right. They know how to handle themselves. Uh-huh. Uh, so. Same with my mom. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Your mom's yeah. that kind of lady too. Yes, she is. She's I love her so lady. much. <laughs> no doubt. Well, hey guys, uh, I think the, the fire's on embers now, so I think we're about to wrap it up. Oh, yeah. look at that! Nice. We found it. That's a classic. The wife was going through our paperwork and found it. All right. Nice. Well, our listeners can't know what that was, but yeah. maybe someday on a special behind-the-scenes episode, we'll read you all a story. Yeah, we'll get sent to the gulags for this. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Well, thanks, folks, for joining us tonight. Thanks, Keith. Thanks, Nick. Y'all go fuck yourselves. Everybody have a great week, and we'll hear back from you next week. 
All right, see you guys.